and welcome to Remember City Review Podcast. We're going to be taking us to Rose Hill meeting and if we can dive back into what happened on Friday night, we might even look at Canterbury. But Rob Scurry, Mark Roden here to join me. We'll be looking at races 1, 7, 8 and 9. Rob, we'll start with yourself. Rose Hill meeting on the Saturday. We're into peak summertime. How'd you find the, the overall go? Yeah, it was proper Wednesday horses and less for more than 50% of the program. Um, but yeah, look, had a good day. Um, it was good being out there, found a couple, uh, got excited about the first race. Um, anyway, what about how, how did you go, Mark? I know you had a shocker Friday night. Yeah, awful night Friday night, but um, got some of it back on Saturday. So, but uh, yeah, it was much needed. It was, uh, yeah, Friday night was just one of those nights, but we got a little bit back on Saturday. All right, we'll start off in race one, which was the two-year-old race. It was only a small field, but uh, Rob, you were very excited by the way that Montesira paraded, and obviously we, we did have a, a crack at it on Melbourne Cup Day when it was down the straight at Flemington, but uh, the price drifted in the end and was still way too good. Way, way, way too good. This is the best two-year-old I've seen so far. Um, better than the uh, Newcastle winner for Snowden, and better than the uh, the gay horse that you found on Epsom Day, which I think is also pretty handy. Yeah, it's the best type I've seen, just real pro. Um, the Godolphin horse looked a little bit underdone, nice enough type. Um, got out to a, a really, really juicy Betfair SP 260. Um, yeah, I was I was super, super excited about this. I mean, you would have heard an edge in my voice when we discussed the race, I reckon, Pete. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you don't seem to sound too... too... Too much more excited than what you did then. Uh, Mark, going forward, anything to, to follow with this race from, from your point of view? Um, look, it was super impressive and it was uh, pretty painless for you to watch um, Rob. I, I didn't bet in the race, but uh, really, I mean, small field, obviously, but it was really slow um, early speed, but the sections it's come home in suggest, yeah, there's definitely something there. So, yeah, I'm sure he'll be uh, in discussions for all the big races uh coming up in the uh, in the autumn. Yeah, in terms of the class, they went 7.1 lengths slow to the 600. Uh, none of the horses have broken the class benchmark, but when you have a look at the adjusted figures, Montserrat has actually broken benchmark on those. Um, it, it was roughly 0.8 lengths off what it produced at Flemington, so very comparable, but given the slow tempo, it's really accelerated well through the line. Anyway, we will jump over to race seven. It was won by Rainier over 1,500 metres uh, overall figure was particularly good for this event and then in terms of the class they've gone pretty even here 0.9 length slow to the 600 none of the horses have broken the class benchmark mark we'll start with yourself did you play in race seven i did i um i backed um i backed three horses in it uh including the winner fortunately um yeah sort of read, read the uh read the market trend correctly here i thought rainier had gone up favorite in the earlier markets but um Looked a little bit short to me, but I thought with it, you know, it was Joe McDonald for Cathy, and I thought, well, they're not going to, the market's not going to be particularly strong on this one. It did get out to um, near seven dollars on Betfair, close to the uh, close to the jumps, which I thought made the horse worth backing. And uh, as it turned out, she rode it, um, she rode it perfect, and uh, got there on a photo from um, Live and Free, who's uh, clearly come back very well. Uh, I was also on Moss Trip, who were, never got on the track, and. I saved on Invincible Gem, who raced on the pace and held on okay. But, uh, yeah, um, 
fortunately the uh, the um, price got Top out of the head. Got the money, yeah. And a lucky photo, mate. Uh, went past me <laughs> at the two hundred, and I thought I'm I'm cooked here. Yeah, um, I, the way I, that... I, I I thought I can't believe it. One, to be honest, I thought it was going to you know keep grinding away and just fall short, but just that last ten minutes, it stuck its head out. Beautiful thing, yeah, Kathy. Kathy on a drifter. She she pinged it out. Um, yeah, I, I I liked it and kind of you know I thought oh Kath and yeah I think Jack said to me something like oh they're, they're, you know they've adjusted that into the price and um, yeah we, we we got away with one. Um, I was on Moss Trip again. This is the third time I've been on to this prep. Haven't made her pay. She, she's she's parading really well. Um, probably a total forgive run. Um, Invincible Gem. What, what do we even do with Crit? Chris Lee's at the moment. Oh, it's he's cold, isn't he? Ooh. Yeah, ice, ice. Um, look, that, that the horse paraded really well. I think it's it's run pretty well. Did we discuss the class benchmark figures? How quick they've gone, Pete? Yeah, yeah. So overall, they've just gone uh, even in this event. So pretty much, pretty much bang on. All right, all right. And uh, how's the? Yeah. Anyway, one for the good guys, eh? Move on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Look, Rainier returned the third best performance of the day, so uh, I think the horse, in terms of the sectionals, in terms of the breakdown, you can probably follow it next start if it finds a suitable race. But race eight, spending to win, was the victor here for Timmy Clark. In terms of the data, they've gone pretty much slow here, uh, just a little bit below um, what you would expect for, for the class. 4.9 lengths slow to the 600. None of the horses have broken the class benchmark. In terms of the overall figure, though, uh, spending to win has returned the second best figure of the day. Rob Scarry, how'd you find race eight? Oh, mate, baller. I'm, I'm like some pokey junkie <laughs> waiting for a feature. Um, <laughs> but it did really, really, really parade really well again. Um, and, yeah, maybe it just doesn't want to be a racehorse. It did a couple of things in the parade, which, you know, it's a bit, bit strange. Um, but it just looked really well. It looks like a group group horse. So, you know, instead of doing five units, um, I kept I kept the, the subscribers in suspense. I said I think I described it as Magna Beast, Beast, and um, yeah, yeah, I put one. Yeah, we went for one unit just because it's a bit out of form. And, um, it was never ever likely. Just just lost its early speed. Um, they've gone well here, but it, it couldn't cross a horse. I, I, I thought he would be able to. This is, I think Mark's alluded to, this is about his grade and, and sort of 10 to 1 to find out did, did seem like a, a very, very exciting bet. I, I got a bit excited earlier in the week. Had a couple of um, all-ups into baller, um, but <laughs> left with a ticket. Uh, Bonhomie looked look really, really well again. Uh, sh sh uh, chauffeur as well. Um, he could just be a little bit, I don't know, kinder in the in the mounting out. He looked at complete top, looked, looked really, really well. Um, handled the truth, went round with the clerk, but he, he was parading well with the clerk. So, um, you know, he's, he's holding, holding his form, as is Glenall, who we found on um, Melbourne Cup Day when it won at Kenzo. Uh, she looked well again, but for some reason she, she struck me as a little bit short at $7. Um, but, yeah, got this one wrong. Um, to follow out of the race, not sure. Yeah, mark yourself race eight. Um, much interest in this one? No, I virtually gave it a miss. I ended up having, I had a small bet uh, just for something to do really on the uh, ex New Zealander Shiji Express, who um, I'd seen its tapes from New Zealand, and 
1100 was probably going to be too short for it, but it won really well first up at 1300 last time and showed a good turn of foot and looked like I was going to get a good run, so I just had a little speculator on it, and it, uh, it did get a good run and ran okay, but ran fifth and was never going to win, but it was about 40 to 1, so... No harm done there. I wanted to. I wanted to like uh, handle the truth with Nash back on. Um, Love that jockey change, but just couldn't get it anywhere near the price the market had it. You know, it was under two to one all week, and only got out to about three thirty, I think, at best on on the exchange. And it was yeah, that was just nowhere near value for me. So I uh, virtually did did nothing in the race uh, on baller. Yeah, the thing, my theory on him, Rob, is that yeah, when he gets to about listed level, this is where it starts to test him and. The big weight drops he gets uh, don't seem to do him any favours. He just doesn't go any quicker. I've got to let him go. Yeah, I think. God, let it. A bit like Coterie in the, an earlier race that sucked me in yeah. again, not quite fit. Um, it's a couple of horses that, yeah, I'm like a, like a pokey, pokey junkie. Just on Coterie, I, um, I backed it as well, and it was disgraceful. Um, he said it resented the blinkers. So, I don't know. But I don't know if you want to get another chance because of that, but... That's, that's well, I pro- I'll find it again because it still looked half a run short and it was right. still a bit toey in the mounting yard. You know, maybe it did resent blinkers. But, you know, again, this is a horse with bloody baller form back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they've got massive ratings with me, both those horses, and, but they, they don't win very often. Well, not enough, anyway. They look like good horses, both of them. Uh, anyway, they don't always run like good horses, these good-looking horses, but it's a great game. You love it. You've got to love $70 about spending to win on betfair.com.au. Jeepers, oh. creepers. Oh, yeah. How did it get to that price? It's magnificent, isn't it? Um, we'll kick into the last race nine. was the Benchmark 78 uh, or Kieran uh, or, or Seen. I can't remember how they pronounce it over there. Anyway, if that horse for Chris Waller won. With a gun of dollar on board, class-wise, two lengths fast to the 600, so pretty much just even. Um, the winner has broken the class benchmark. Mark Broden, we'll start with yourself. Anything, any joy in the last race? Uh, no joy. Just interested to know what you mean by how they pronounce it over there. I mean, we are still part of the same country. Last time I looked. Uh... Uh, look, we, we had him over here once, and he didn't do anything. So I've just put him in the bin. So, but there he is. And what did you call him? Something yeah. else. <laughs> I can't remember what Macca called him over here. I don't know. It's lost in translation sometimes. You get the different twang in the accent between some of these states. Fair enough. Um, I, um, yeah, I was winning coming to last, and I was hopeful that I could turn it into a very nice day. I was keen on uh, convinced. I was a little bit worried about the barrier, but uh, Tim Clark got it into a perfect spot, um, presented him at the top of the straight, and he... uh, just wouldn't run past them. That was a very disappointing performance in my view. Um, absolutely all honours with Orsine, the winner. He sat off the track uh, for most of the white, uh, most of the trip, and they, they couldn't take any ground off him in the straight. It was just a, a really powerful performance. I mean, and I know it's only benchmark 78 grade, and that's probably about his level. He might get up to an 88 or something, but um, no, really dominant victory. Yeah, I know. Um, I was on this horse the last two starts. Um, Melbourne Cup Day, never got a crack at them on Kenzo. Had a d- decent play each way. And then I followed him up at Rose Hill. It seemed at a big price again, and he ran huge. And it was like one of those races where he, 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 how can he lose, but he's going to lose. And you're kind of watching, you can't look away, you can't lay off, and he got done on the line. And then he comes out Saturday. Um, you know, if I'd stayed home, I would have backed him. Um, but he, he just looks sweaty to me. You know, and, and he is already a bit of a sort of highly strung parader. And um, 
yeah, he, he just, just didn't look anywhere near as good as Kenzo. So I let him go and fell into an old, uh, yeah, another bloody um, pokey feature horse for me is Strike Rock. Um, <laughs> this, yeah, yeah, this is, this is, these are really Wednesday horses. Um, and, and on your convinced, you know, I, I'd say, you know, good, expensive Snowden horse, but might be a cat, Mark. I think we've sort of yeah, you, talked about uh, Waller numbers and, and Snowden cats and, um, yeah, yeah, Waller numbers, Snowden cats. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, I just fell into him with, uh, you know, he had good figures. He had a, he looked really well placed with 53 and a half, uh, in this braid and, uh, yeah, if he, he looks and reads like he has the potential to, to progress to better races, but he obviously doesn't have the uh, desire for the contest. Well, I, I will say he's, you know, he, he can improve this prep. So, you know, if he's at the same price down in grade, he's probably every chance of winning a race yeah. next week or two. Yeah. And a short backup, something like that. Uh, but yeah, really, really is a Wednesday race, and you know how Orsians won without my money on it is, you know, it's just just unfathomable. Friday, you know, to to Monday, what you do on it. On, on. <laughs> but anyway, gotta love it. So who who met him at Rose Hill? It was um got up inside him. What was it at the Wednesday meeting? Um, yeah, I know the Wednesday yeah. meeting. It was like four wide cast the trip, and he just yeah. pr- pr- bit similar to this run, just yeah. kept just kept, kept grinding going. away and. You know, he would have hit a dollar twenty, and you know, I, I fucking couldn't. I didn't hit the green up button. It just just curses me. You know, I had it going to to win a bit of money, but um, yeah. So you move on. You just can't let these things haunt you, can you, Pete? No. You can't take them around with you. Yeah, it does you no good. Uh, I think they. Call it. No one wants to know. <laughs> Bet and forget. I think is the term. Um, yeah. yeah. Look. That, that's the overall meeting there in terms of top three performances on the card. And Victor Salute spending to win and Rainier round out the top three for puntingform.com.au. Mark Roden, do you have one horse to follow from this meeting going forward? Um, one, I'm not sure if it's next start, uh, but some stage of this prep, there was one that did catch my eye. Uh, in It was race four, the um, three and four-year-old race. Um, a, a, a mayor called In Good Health who sort of progressed from country to provincial races uh, last preparation, was tried over ground, ended up winning over 18.50. Then they ran her in the Queensland Oaks uh, at the end of her prep. She did no good. But she's come back running third in a uh, really uh, really fast time for this class uh, behind Jen Rawls and Alison of Tuffy here. It's been beaten three lengths, but worked at home really well. And obviously, the way they raced her last prep suggests that getting up around 1,800 metres, 2,000 later on is going to be a go. And, um, yeah, I reckon she can probably win Certainly in the metropolitan area, or maybe even on a Saturday after that trip later on this prep. Okay, Rob, for yourself, do you have one that you're just eyeballing for now? Uh, oh, you know, look, Montesira. Um, obviously, it's got to give it a get back pattern, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be following that. And maybe something from Friday night in the first, um, Lilium. We've got uh, at Can- Canterbury. Um, I'm be interested where she goes. She looked a bit underdone to me. Okay, very good. Mark Roden for the week ahead for Winning Edge Investments and Champion Bets. What are you up to? Uh, we have got uh, we've got a provincial meeting at Gosford on a Wednesday, but uh, we've got a Friday twilight at, uh, at on the Kinzo, so we full service for that. Then um, into the weekend, three meetings over the weekend: Roses Hill, Newcastle, and Hawkesbury Sunday. So yeah, a little bit on. All right, the Festival of the Punt continues. Uh, Rob, to yourself, you'll be doing the mounting yard from? 
Well, I'm not sure, mate. Like, I've got my 10-year-old's uh, birthday on Saturday, so I'm not going to Rose Hill. Yep. Just hearing about that that twilight meeting has got me a little bit, you know, a little bit excited. There's a chance I'll, I'll get out for a bit of that, yep. um, and then I'll be likely back in in you know fortnight's time do the Canterbury Randwick double. Sounds outstanding. Well, punters, hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week to review the weekend's racing. Sounds like there's a fair bit on from New South Wales. Until then, go well. Enjoy the week.